2: And welcome to Mount Olympus. I am Hercules Invictus. In, the word temenos means sacred space in Greek. It denotes a place that is more than a mere physical location, an area of interest that is special and set apart. Our Olympian temenos is dedicated to discovering and interacting with the many phenomenal manifestations of our living mythology and its local parallels in our surrounding culture. Our ongoing mission is to explore, honor, and celebrate the mythical world around us with a special focus on non-traditional subcultures, folklore entities, fabulous beasts, haunted places, celestial chariots, otherworld encounters, and magical and mystical personalities such as our mages, sages, and seers. Tonight, I'm proud to have on our shamanists of positivity, Maria Dondria. Greetings and welcome, Maria. How are you?
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on the show again. I just love doing your show. You are so positive. (laughs) As are you.
2: (laughs) There's a lot going on in our world right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know we're all trying to keep everybody focused on the positive, which is very difficult in these times. But the more positive energy, at least, we all put out, hopefully, the sooner things will end and improve. Or at least we can live through it in a more positive, happier way.
2: That's my thought, uh, exactly. And that brings us to tonight's uh, topic, the celestial and other hierarchies that work spiritually with our people and our planet. Um, A lot of uh, cultures and a lot of schools of esoteric thought and magical practice Uh, have beings that inhabit the worlds between our own and that of the highest, uh, regardless of how they conceive the highest uh, to be. And uh, you, in addition to having written over 60 books, (laughs) so you're very (laughs) well-rounded, you're also a practitioner. You live the life. So uh, tonight (laughs) I wanted to see if uh, you can shed some light on what you found in your own adventures uh, between this realm and the higher ones?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I find that some people really have a misconception of um, what hierarchy really is.
0: Okay. Although,
1: you know, you know, because, you know, you're also living it, you know, yeah. you and Athena. And uh, basically it's really a system delegated uh, with power. So mm-hmm. the point of the system is for all of us Spiritually, our souls to move up to a higher level. And it also means that under that high level, depending on your belief system, um, on the higher level, it's supposed to be coming down through different levels. So that, um, you know, we're all learning. We're all different soul minds and intelligences in the cosmos. So as an example, I find, uh, let me think of a quick example. Oh, the golden chain. So when you think of the golden chain, basically they're spiritual beings and they're teachers. So they look at that system as they're making a chain in um, the overall totality. And mm-hmm. each teacher, because they're really instructors, each teacher inspires a living chain below himself. Now they don't mean below as in one's positive and one's stupid. <laughs> right. <laughs> they really mean below where... You know we have a spiritual being teaching somebody on earth, which is a level below them, you know and so mm-hmm. as an example, it would be like um whoever you believe in, so in a Christian faith, as an example, it would be God, then it would be archangels, angels, uh, lesser intelligences in the etheric world, then mankind, and then below mankind, because they think of the underworld, okay yeah, and in between there, you know they put. Nature spirits, elementals, elves, dwarves, um, plants, you know, anything really living has some spot on there. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit different. And then each system, you know, each belief system has their own way of getting there. <laughs> for for and, lack of a better word. <laughs> and, and that's you know? what we're
2: going to look at uh, a bit uh, tonight, because uh, um, mm-hmm. the, the getting there, it's its very similar from... Uh, You know, globally, but there's like differences, Uh, uh, like, for instance, in the Christian system, as you uh, brought up, um, Mm -hmm. there are uh, saints, at least in the Greek Orthodox and the Roman Catholic Catholic tradition. So some people, um, when uh, they uh, passed on, they become intermediaries. Uh, And they can answer prayers or help people with uh, things. And in ancient times where they didn't really have uh, saints, they had mystics, but that's a different uh, uh, ladder there, uh, they had heroes. So people who um, defended their uh, community um, after they uh, died, uh, they were honored through ceremonies and uh, uh, sacrifices and things like that. And it was believed that they hung around uh, and would help the communities in times of, uh, of
1: turbulence. Oh, definitely. And I find with that system, you know, each system has its own level of hierarchy, like you said. And that system, what I love with the Greek system, is it includes heroes. <laughs> uh-huh. Not just men, which, of course, it does, humanity, but it includes heroes in that hierarchy. So they're like a little bit above us, but not quite deities. so each system Uh I think is very unique but we all have one where we're trying to move ahead in some form or another Um, like if you look at the Native American belief system Mm -hmm. their top priority is they look at the world as uh, being supported for lack of a better word the earth itself and being supported is the turtle
3: so they actually look
1: at the turtle as the mother of Uh, humankind is really uh, a testnick, but what they say is that she fell from the earth,
3: Mm -hmm. and
1: that's how we got the first people. She fell from the earth, and then the turtle rose up because everything was water, there was no land. And the turtle rose up and brought land up for her to land on softly uh, to create humankind. So everybody has their own little system, and they all work. Right. Yeah. All work in and, different ways. And that, and that's the thing that
2: they that they all work. Uh, there's a TV show. I don't know if you've seen it. It's based on a, a book, and they made like comics of it uh, too. American Gods.
1: Yes, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, that and that, you, that you know, when you think of it, yeah. Go ahead.
2: That had an interesting. Uh, uh, that has an interesting way of looking at it. And uh, there was a show called Supernatural too. Uh, yeah, I
1: remember
2: that one. Different gods, and uh, uh, and uh, each of them claimed to have created the world, and uh, Kali, the she was there first. So uh, you're right; all <laughs> different stories of our origins exist, and uh, within their context, they're all correct. And that's a lot. That's something that people have difficulty with.
1: <laughs> uh, I I always find it funny, and I don't know if you do this, but I watch shows like the World with the gods. And I listen to the show and I go, that's, that's a real situation. Not the situation on TV, but they took a fact or a yeah. belief system, you know. So like Odin, you know, they're talking about Odin as a god. And I go, okay, Odin's a god. Okay, that makes sense. And then I listen to something else on the TV and I go, well, they made that one up. <laughs> yeah. So we kind, of, I kind of sit there and differentiate between what we really believe and the fun stuff that they made up for TV.
2: <laughs> That's very true. I, I do much the same. I, I I listen to things like uh, um, right now, Athena and I are binge watching Supernatural again. That's why it's on my uh, on my mind. And, oh yeah, uh, I know. I've done that one.
1: <laughs> and uh, a lot of in there.
2: Yeah, it's it's like okay, I know where they got this from. This is obscure, but I know where they got it from. Then the other things, it's like this creative <laughs> license they made it up. And I I bought some mm-hmm. books on series too. And there, too, they tell you what they made up and what uh, uh, they actually got from folklore. So uh, it, it's it's a way of like doing my own trivia. <laughs> right.
1: Well, that's like when you look at uh, Vishnu from India. That's, yeah. uh, that's uh, looked at as the supreme god um, for manifesting of the sun, you know, when it rises, and, you know, when it sets, and when it, you know, reaches the zenith, you know, so... We, and then when you look at the um, European, the Nordic belief system, they have a chariot of the sun. They have a chariot that rides across yeah. the sun, you know. And it's funny because when you look at it, some of the religions or most of the religions have some common ground. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like a little thread. You know, like, there isn't a religion on the planet that doesn't say you're supposed to use love energy right you know that's a positive religion right and along the same line when you really think about it they have so much common ground I love the one with water Um, if you look at the Native American belief one of them is that when you pass away and it's more of a shamanic belief um, but I think it started with the Iroquois but Mm -hmm. when they pass away they look at it as they pass away, and they go to a river. When they get to the river, they find a canoe. They get in the canoe, and they paddle up river until they see all these teepees of their ancestors and their relatives and their friends, and they get out of the uh, canoe, and they can hunt and do whatever they want forever. Right. And then if you look at the river Styx, now you have somebody. You have to get into the boat to go to hell. Uh i wouldn't be getting in the boat (laughs) right so you have Uh to get into the boat and a ferryman will take you in the boat across the river so it's funny how many religions and just belief systems spiritual belief systems have common ground when you really think about it
2: yeah yes it is amazing Mm -hmm. and uh, some of the some of the places are called the same thing like uh Uh, In the Catholic Encyclopedia, the uh, underworld is still called Hades. Mm -hmm. And Hades, of course, from uh, the ancient Olympian spirituality, where the name of the deity and his realm or her realm were often the same thing. So Hades is, of (laughs) course, the, the, the lord of Hades, the realm. Uh, And this belief echoes it. Like, uh, for instance, uh, I do a lot of uh, things with the uh, Unarius Academy of uh, Science, a spiritual organization uh, that's very cosmic. And they also Mm -hmm. have in their uh, system Hermes as a person and Hermes as, uh, you know, a place. And uh, there, Mm -hmm. too planes and the planet, the line between them are kind of blurred as they are in uh, uh, ancient esoteric uh, science. So uh, these are very ancient beliefs. And the Styx was a goddess herself.
1: Oh, exactly. And I find like the Hermetic Order really came out of Hermes. And yes. later on, I find it's really interesting that with Hermes, um, they also carried it over to the Egyptian god Thoth and we mm-hmm. was given the same name later on, because I think it meant try, um, uh, triple or twice greatest. Twice greatest. Point. Right. So then they carried it over to Thoth, you know, who was good for wisdom, learning, literature, where really Hermes was the goddess, god of uh, considered, the king, actually, Egyptian king of the father of alchemy and yeah. uh, so you know it's funny how it all carries over and alchemy and astrology you know something else i can't think of right now
2: <laughs> yeah he, the hermetic sciences including most magical traditions uh, supposedly came mm-hmm. from uh, hermes and uh, he he left us thousands of volumes unfortunately most of them were destroyed or or hidden uh, by occult uh, organizations but yes hermes uh Uh, gave humanity uh, transformative uh, literature and the practices by which they could practice uh, theurgy and theosophy and, you know, all sorts of divine uh, magical arts.
1: Right. And there's a third one I couldn't think of. (laughs) You think (laughs) we actually live magic, not not just (laughs) talk about it. Somewhere that word would have connected. (laughs) You are so good.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you. So are you. Most people, when they think of Hermes now, they think of uh, the florist company sign.
3: <laughs>
2: you don't really know that uh, Hermes was thought to be the teacher of Abraham, the, the, the same Abraham that's in the uh, Old Testament. Uh, Hermes was right. the town teachers. Uh, Hermes is also thought to be uh, um, sometimes uh, one of the archangels, sometimes the uh, angel Metatron. Uh, is equated oh, yeah. with hermes so so Hermes yeah he, in antiquity, Hermes was a very big thing. we seem to have forgotten that uh, in modern times,
1: <laughs> well, I know, and I love Metatron, especially because when you think of Metatron is also connected to whirlwinds, which people don 't yes. think of i don 't know if I mentioned it um on one of the, the shows that we did, uh, but I remember i in one of my books right, uh, I was talking about a spell to invoke the Archangel Metatron, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Metatron is liberation and other things besides whirlwinds. And uh, one of the co-authors, a very nice gentleman, well, he had a part in the book, really, Bishop Alan Greenfield. Okay. And uh, it was really funny because what he did was he went on on the air on the show called, I think it was Ground Zero with uh, Clyde Lewis. And, okay. you know, he did the spell, right? So the next day, and it's documented, the next day the roof of the radio station blew off. Oh, no. <laughs> N- nobody was hurt. But I think really? the angel was, thought it was funny because when he called him in, he didn't really spe- specify what part, like liberation. Uh-huh. And that one's connected to the whirlwind. So it was really funny that the next day it blew off. I shouldn't say funny, but, you know, we have a weird sense of humor at this point.
0: <laughs> yes, we do. And we have, have a weird you sense call. of humor, too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always telling people, before you call somebody in, find out what they really do. <laughs> you know, because what? a lot of them, you know, a lot of the deities, like you and I have talked about, do more than one thing. You know, they might be known for one, but when you look into it, they do more than one. And that's like, uh, you know, when you, you know like when you look at goddesses, okay, if you look at um, Diana as an example, and there's so many different names for the same goddess, you know, v- Diana, Venus, they do the same thing. They just have different names. So they're all hmm. goddesses of love and uh, positive energy. Lately, because of the way everything's going with economy right now, if anybody on a positive level is looking to uh, talk to or call in a deity. There's a deity called um, Abadantia. And that's more of a Roman, uh, yep, Roman, um, Nordic, you know, uh, goddess. And she's really the goddess of uh, abundance, uh, Abadantia, right, and Mm. success. And basically it's good for, you know, bringing in money, which nowadays would be a really nice thing to do because we can pick it up on some level. But it mm-hmm. also means that she's connected to good fortune. Okay. So, uh, you know, when it's good fortune, it could be finding a job. I was uh, talking to one of my students, and he was telling me he called in abadantia. And, you know, you have to expect it because you called it and it's going to come. So right. he called in abadantia. And, uh, you know, he's trying to pay attention to where is the abundance coming from. And he called me up and he says, look, I, I found a quarter. Does that count? Because that shouldn't be it. <laughs> like, look, it's a start. Talk to her again. <laughs> but you really never know how or what level it's going to come in on.
2: <laughs> no, you don't. I, I think I've shared with you the story of the, the millions of dollars. Um, I, I oh, you talk- should
1: say that one again because I remember that one, but some people might not have heard it. And that's such a great story. Just tell that one again, please. <laughs>
2: I, I was talking to the universe And I, I let the universe know That uh, millions of dollars would be nice And of course I imagined It could come in a variety of ways It would play at the lottery or you know, whatever uh, But uh, the, the universe uh, Manifestation works So it's like I'll ask for, you know, for that And uh, within A very short period of time I'd say it was a day or two Millions of dollars started coming into my life But it was all play money a Million dollar bills <laughs> So all these million-dollar bills that were, you know, advertisements or political things, you know, whatever, like uh, some of them had Obama on them, some of them had the Statue of Liberty, yeah, different things.
3: So I have a whole
2: stack of them, and they're on my altar. because it shows you that uh, manifestation does work because the universe heard me, the universe responded, uh, but the universe right. decided because it has a sense of humor, as you pointed out, that I needed plain money <laughs> rather than real money. So <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: some, Something heard, something responded, and it responded,
1: uh, you know, uh, absolutely
2: <laughs> Now we're listening, you know, we're here. <laughs> you
1: know, years ago, I, I was working on something and every time I worked on it, uh, you know, it was a financial thing. Every time I worked on it, I left out a detail. I finally got to the point, I got really annoyed, and I went, okay, it's your turn. Just do whatever you need to do. You know the outcome I need. And it came uh-huh. in. I was like, really? I could have done that, you know, months ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anytime I make a list for anything, I always put at the top, this or better. Because right. that way I don't have to worry about leaving something out. If the universe has something better instead of whatever the person, the friendship, the business, uh, the money, you know, if they have a better idea, I'm okay with getting a better car.
2: (laughs) That's a very important point that a lot of people uh, forget. Sometimes what you want is not really good uh, for you. It's not Mm -hmm. what you need then it would be disastrous. And uh, I review my life uh, every so often, at least a couple of times a week, you know, where I I perform that exercise, like when you're between lives and your life flashes in front of your eyes and you kind of judge Mm -hmm. yourself. I try to do that. that That's a great idea. And some of the things I've seen in reviewing my life periodically are that some of the things I thought I wanted – uh, if they mm-hmm. had entered my life like I wanted, would have been disastrous, you know. Uh, so it's better that they didn't. So it's good that uh, what looks like a no, or what's what, that you're being ignored, is actually uh, something higher looking out for your best interest.
1: Oh, I agree, especially when you look at all the people you've helped, you know, as clients and as friends and. You know, and I tell, when you look at the situations and you look back at what didn't work that they wanted, and how much better they did because of that, it's really amazing. You yes, know, so You know, Even is. if you don't see it at the time, I think you and I just got used to, we trust it. We're not necessarily yes. happy with it at that second. <laughs> <laughs> but we trust it. <laughs> I remember
2: one time, I don't know if I shared this one with you, but... Uh, um, I was, uh, at, at that point in my life, I was very much uh, connected with uh, my spirit guides and uh, things. And uh, my spirit guides had told me that uh, my, the, my soulmate is in my life already. So it didn't seem so at the time. Mm-hmm. I, I was going through a very, uh, um, you know, a very difficult uh, divorce and, uh, um, you know, things were not really mm-hmm. working out with uh, dating and uh, um It just didn't seem so, and uh, I told them that uh, they didn't know what they were talking about. (laughs) You know, and then she's in your life, and uh, so anyway, it wasn't until years later uh, that I discovered that um, Athena, who is my soulmate, um, she Mm -hmm. was a contributor to one of my magazines that I had back then. So I I didn't know her well, other than the fact that she was a good writer and she wrote my magazine, but we didn't really know each other, but she was there, she was in my life and they knew it, I didn't know it, (laughs) and it took many years to connect, but uh, she was right there, so the spirits were right, and I remember that uh, now, whenever there's like a communication seems to be dangling in the air to revisit it. And sometimes it it comes true uh, in ways that are, you know, again, at at the time, it didn't seem so. At the time, it seems like you're forsaken and uh, you're being ignored. But no, the the truth is told to you. It's just that you're not ready to see it yet. You're not ready to experience it yet. And in truth, uh, being honest, um, I might not have been able to – I'm not the same person I was at that time, you know, because we grow and we change. Exactly. I might have needed to be a better person you know, th- than I was at the time to really um, benefit from that relationship being in my in my life. And now uh, it's going on 20 years that we've been together.
1: Oh, that is so wonderful. That really is. She cheers everybody up to hear something really good. And, you know, the thing, too, is that sometimes we're just not ready at that point or we wouldn't, you know, if you didn't get divorced and the way that went, You know, you wouldn't have appreciated Athena as much either. Right. You know, and the other way around. You don't know what she was going through and maybe the timing wasn't right for her at that point either. Yeah, so it's funny how sometimes they bring you together and part of you is going, oh, come on. Couldn't have done this, like, you know, way back. Right. (laughs) You know. (laughs) And I know that there's, you know, there's universal timing where everything falls into place. At the mm-hmm. right time for the right situation, but every now and then part of me's going, "Oh, come on, you know? it was funny because you know I've been doing this forever, so when I was sixteen and I was talking to spirit, you know, and I was talking to God, especially with God, I would be going, "Thou art you know after all this, now I'm just like, "Hey, fix this <laughs> <laughs> so that the a part about thou art left long ago, <laughs> and I really feel with everybody, if you're talking to whoever you believe in, whatever your source right. is, as long as it's from the heart, the words really don't matter in the way you phrase them. It just has to be from the heart. Because even if you're going thou art, and you're being negative or you're asking for something negative, not so good. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, and I, you know, and I find, like you were saying, like with the hierarchy, I find even though uh, we're looking at like I said, uh, different belief systems and the hierarchy. I find one of the three, uh, one of the things I find in common with a lot of them, I don't know if you've noticed this, I'm sure you have, they, they have different trees, different trees of life. Yeah. You know, the Nordic has one, um, uh, you know, then you have the, uh, tree of life in you know, the Kabbalah, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and in fact, it's really funny. People don't know too much about my country because really Hungary is like a little tiny dot on the map. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and this system actually has a tree. And it's really called the World Tree or the Tree of Life. So mm-hmm. it's really funny. In the Hungarian myth, basically they have three spheres. So they have um, the upper world, then they have, which is the home of the gods. Then they have the middle world, which is us. And then they have an underworld, right? Yeah, The mm-hmm. underworld is basically, you know, like the roots of the tree, you know. Um, right. The middle world is us. So, you know, and the funny part is part of the myth is that there's a bird at the top of the tree called turul. And in Hungarian myth, the country, if the nation is in trouble, okay, you're supposed to call on the bird because it helps the nation. Not necessarily you individually. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. You know how I know that, right? I tried and went, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently I'm not a nation, you know, but it's supposed to be helping you do better. And people always think that means that you have to win. And if you have a spirit or a deity uh, helping you, like an angel, archangel, whatever your system happens to be, okay, when they're helping you, like you were saying earlier, that doesn't mean they're helping you in the way you think or you want. So right. When they do better, it doesn't necessarily mean you win. Yeah. Very, very, and actually, very... if you look at my country, it's lost to everybody. <laughs> so I, I think the nation forgot to call on the birds. <laughs> that,
2: that's very true and that brings up a, a very good point uh, that uh, there are there's even a greek tree of worlds it's very obscure and there are only a, like i think two or three references to it anywhere uh so you mm-hmm. really have to know about it and understand how the tree of worlds work and, and you're right it's a shamanic uh, vehicle uh whose roots are in the underworld we're kind of in the middle and then the gods are in the highest uh, branches and usually there's a, a bird of some sort, like an eagle, in most uh, um, structures, and then serpents at the roots that are gnawing at the roots, and then there are right. kind fairy of beings, like uh, uh, in the Greek it's kalikanzari that are like a type of uh, fallen god or, or goblins, or sometimes mm-hmm. translated that live on the branches. With the Norse it's deer that uh, that live on the branches. So, um, and, and they join different worlds. Like in the Hebrew, I believe it's ten. And then there's an inverse tree, the cliff off. Uh, I'm sure I'm not. Mm-hmm. That's another ten. Uh, and in the north, it's the nine worlds. But actually, if you study that, there's ten of them. Uh, it's just that the two of them get substituted one for the other. Uh, and the Greek mm-hmm. one. Is not- a number, but I sat down and tried to figure out from what I knew, and it's around the same thing. I got in anywhere from 7 to 10, depending on how you uh, categorize the world. So that is a very important shamanic uh, device. And Odin, going back to Odin that we were talking about before, um, he impaled himself on the world tree with a spear, and, uh, Mm -hmm. and he got the runes. And yep. <laughs> the, the runes are a very good tool for divination and for magic. Uh, and uh, right. I I was actually a runic instructor for a while back in the 90s. So I studied them in depth for a good 15, 20 oh, years. Oh, I
1: love them. Yeah, usually when I do readings, uh, if somebody does not have a specific form that they are comfortable with, like, I don't know, tea leaves, tarot, crystals, whatever. If they don't ask me for a specific type of reading... Uh, I usually do rooms because I find, because they're so old, they give you the most detail. And, of course, I use them for magic. But for readings, it gives me a lot more detail than the other forms. You know, just me, maybe not somebody else. You know, everybody has their own. But I find it's it's very detailed. So if it tells you, as an example in a reading, that something in your life is not going to work out, it's going to tell you how to improve it, fix it, or make it better in some way. And then it's your free will, whether you make the change or not. Now, obviously, if you can't change something, I just won't get the information in the first place because there was no point. I only get negative when it's still something you can improve on. You know? So I find that I really resonate a lot more with the because I, I like to know when, where, why, how. <laughs> yeah, but and some rooms of the other ones don't really give me that. Yeah, but And, you know, I find a lot of times, like, you know, I, I, had a, I did a reading today for a very nice young lady. Her mother passed. So we were checking on her mother and then you don't use any tool, you know, then you're just going direct. But, you know, in a regular reading where you're just reading about somebody's life, I find that it's a little bit more intricate. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, too, with uh, what you were saying earlier, with um, the Nordic system, I find that a lot of it, people don't realize how scientific and detailed the Nordic people were at that time. Because even with the ships, you know, they needed to know, know astronomy. The Greeks with the ships, they needed to know astronomy. There was so much more than, you know, you watch TV and they're just on the boat, on the boat, right. <laughs> on on the, sh- on the ship, you know. <laughs> it's like, no, I think they were doing a little bit more. <laughs> and you they had. That's like seen. I think I think what we have like in the Hungarian system we have Ishten, which is oh, basically God, but the Hungarian system says. That God and the Erdur, which is uh, English, English it would be the devil. It says God and the devil co-created uh, us and the earth.
3: So That's it's a little
1: story. bit different when you look at the myth. It's a very, very ancient myth. Most Hungarian people don't don't know that. But basically, with God, he controls the world and the middle world, you know. And then sometimes he'll send a warning with lightning. None of us pay attention to it, but you know. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, you know, and then they have, you know, like L's and, you know, negative, yeah. um, you know, uh, negative entities and things like every other, you know, system. But it's really funny because I really haven't heard too much about other systems saying that they're co you know, in that exact form. But, you know, to have positive, you need negative and the other way around. Right. You know, so I right. think it's just an assumed
2: that's an ancient way of looking at it, you know, that gods are co-creators. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, the uh, the gods in ancient systems, too, they're not good or evil like we understand the terms now. Like, we, we think in a very polarized way that uh, everything's right. either yes or no or up or down. Whereas with the ancients, everything was a spectrum. So... Right. Uh, so, it, good meaning good for humanity, you know, or bad for humanity. Uh, it it right. like is, is a bear good or bad, you know, a bear, can, <laughs> uh, or a lion, you know. Uh, that these are forces, <laughs> and uh, we only understand the good and the bad of them in their relation with us, you know, here, and that uh, um, you know they they might be uh, that that might not be an accurate way of looking at them.
1: Yeah, I I always find it funny when I'm talking to people and they're talking about an eagle as an example. And they're saying how, you know, it's a predator. And I'm saying, everybody's a predator. All it's trying to do is eat. (laughs) It's not sitting on a tree going, let me think, who can I go after? Right. (laughs) It's like, I got hungry, need to eat, what's close? You know, they don't have a supermarket. Because technically we're predators. And I I just love when people, I don't like the eagle because it's a predator.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's uh... (laughs) a... A lot of people who are into totems forget that uh, too. That, you know, the, the, the mm-hmm. totem, uh, a lot of the totems are are predators. And like you said, that mm-hmm. doesn't make them evil. It's just that's the way they were designed. And, you know, they hunt uh, and they uh, eat uh, other animals uh, rather than just right. uh, um, plants. And even with the plants, those of us who know about the invisible know that there are elementals in the plants. You know, so if oh, you. are yeah you're you're still predatory uh the, prant, mm-hmm. the plant doesn't scream or you know or carry on and you can't really see what you're doing but there are there are intelligences and forces living in that plant uh, uh as well and uh, we tend to forget that uh when we go the vegetarian route sometimes
1: no i agree because you know when you that's like when you're talking to plants You know, they grow better, they're healthier because you're sending them love. They're reacting. And scientifically, they tested it that if you cut a leaf, it actually makes some kind of vibrational sound that they can test. So I'm sure it's going ouch, you know. And I find sometimes some people see like little balls of white light or yellow light around plants sometimes. And I find what you have is you have little tiny spirits that their job, when you think of like the bees, everybody has a job, right? Right. So their job is to build the plant. And then once it's grown, then you have different ones that break down the plant back into the earth. And then the cycle begins again. So right. when people see little lights, they're, they're working. We should leave them alone. <laughs> you can talk That's to them. So really, you're talking to the spirits around them, not just the plant.
2: And we're part of nature, even though we uh, don't like to think so, uh, we actually are. And uh, um, we're part of that whole thing. Uh, I had a conversation earlier today with a magician, a friend of mine, a magician, like a hermetic magician. And uh, oh, okay. we, we were talking about, uh, about uh, this uh, earlier um, that uh, um, we, we live a lot in our imagination. Uh, But we don't realize it. You know, we think we're in reality, but we're not. The natural world is the reality in the natural world. We live in uh, mind constructs that we've created.
1: Oh, definitely. You know, that's like, you know, and I I really fully agree. It's like when you look at science and they're discovering things like the holographic universe a long time ago and, you know, um, things along that line, we've always worked with it. I think it's cute that science discovered a name for it. <laughs> you know, it's, like, oh, it's like when I was younger and I'd go out of body, I didn't know what that was. I could control it after what but I didn't know what that was. And I was reading a book once and it was explaining something about it. And I went, Oh, it has a name. I got all excited.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that's very true. And uh, uh, that, that's another like a uh, point that, uh, you know, basically, unfortunately uh, for a lot of the things that we study, the only names for them are from occultism and folklore and mythology and religion, uh, because those right. are the areas of study that people uh, observed and recorded and theorized about. So a lot of it sounds kind of uh, mumbo jumbo to most people, but it's like, no, this is where the vocabulary comes from, uh, because our (laughs) society doesn't acknowledge the reality of a lot of these things. So it doesn't have words to to describe them. It's like, imagine if you were the only person with a sense of smell. Right. And nobody else could smell anything, you'd know if somebody took a bath, you know, yeah. <laughs> how long they went for a bath. You know, if somebody gave somebody like a bunch of roses, you know, uh, you'd be right. able to. To pick up that stuff, you, and it would take a, some training to figure out what the smells were because there's no description for them, and you know that the only people who again would would uh, record that is mystics. So you know it would sound you know oh I'm picking up that uh, you haven't taken a bath in like a like a month you know <laughs>
1: you know magic so,
2: or oh are you in love I, I I get love vibrations you know or, or stuff like that so. Yeah. It's the same thing with a lot of the uh, occult. It's, uh, these are sciences, but not the way we understand it. And they're looking at things that we don't consider real. But those are the words that we have, and that's the vocabulary uh, that we have. Like, like the runes. If you think about the runes, uh, you can't really be a rune master. You know, I, At least I haven't met any like, real rune masters, because like the first two runes are money and health. And we're <laughs> a money and health. We haven't totally mastered those. So, and there's like over twenty more runes. So, how can you be a rune right. master if you haven't mastered, you know, the the runes?
1: <laughs> you know, I, I agree with you exactly. Yeah, and you know, when you think about it, it's really funny because I find that when I'm teaching, I have some students that they want me to explain as an example some color in a different realm.
3: Uh-huh. And I can't
1: explain it because we don't have a word for it because that color does not resonate in our world. So we won't see right. the color. You know, like what that whistle thing with the dogs, where the dogs mm-hmm. can hear it right. and we can't. Okay, so they get really upset. Like once once in a while, I have somebody that gets really upset because they think, I don't want to share. I'm like, no, there's no word for it. No word for it. <laughs> Listen, I don't know how to explain it. There isn't a word where you can say, well, if you blend you know, white and red, you, you know, it's not that kind of thing where you can blend anything to come up with something like that. Yeah. So then they think we're not sharing. So I find like you were saying with a lot of the mystics, when they pass down information, it's not that they're passing it necessarily in code because if you're aware, you understand it. It just seems like code to other people.
2: That's Well, that's it is very... on
1: some level. <laughs> And we don't all see the same thing. I,
2: I know this for a fact, because um, I see some cats as green, like olive green. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh yeah.
2: I've always <laughs> seen them as green. And when I tell people oh, the cat was green, it's like, cats aren't green. <laughs> it's like, <but> I, see, <laughs> I see some cats as green. And we have a blanket that's green. And my wife says, no, it's gray. The sandwich tells me that the cats uh, uh, that I say are green are green. <laughs> Um, to me, to my eyes, they, the blanket is green and the cats are green. And I've always seen them as is that color. So I, I don't think we all see the world in exactly the same uh, way anyway. And uh, that's my example. But I've always seen green cats. And, and I suspect we'll mm-hmm. always see green cats.
1: <laughs> but I, I think I agree with you because basically, with you saying blue, to eight different people, you don't know what blue is to each person. It could be a right, different right. shade. It could actually be a different color, like you said. You because mm-hmm. really, what do we have to compare it with? Yeah, that's like explaining blue to somebody colorblind. They think right. they understand, but past the point, they won't. You know, so a lot of times I find, I, like you and I both love teaching because we want people to understand the magic part, the esoteric part, so that mm-hmm. they can do better. I always feel the more we help them to help themselves, the better the world gets. And I know you look at it the same way.
2: Yes, I do. And uh, um, I looked at the clock. I always have such a good time with you. The the, the time is like zooming uh, by. Any new projects you have going on? Any new books? Any new articles? Any new workshops? Any new uh, activities? Uh,
1: (laughs) Well, in April, I'm going to be going to a conference um, in Albuquerque. And, awesome. you know, seriously, I, go ahead. No, it's awesome. So, I, I'm, yeah. so I'm going to be a public speaker, and, you know, for some reason, I honestly, <laughs> I hate to say this, I can't think of the name of the conference, but if you see a big conference in Albuquerque, that's us. Uh, I'm going to be one of the speakers, and I'm speaking on shamanism, you know, what oh, it really awesome. is, how it really relates, you know, so that's going to be nice. And I know they're advertised everywhere. So I, I know there isn't more than one like that in Albuquerque. <laughs> you know, um, it And, I'll, I'll and it's it, in um, April.
2: I'll look yeah. it up and I'll put a so, link to, it to today's show.
1: Oh, thank you. I would really appreciate that. Because the gentleman running it, his name is Richard Smith.
2: Okay, let
0: me.
1: And, uh, oh, okay. Isn't that terrible? Sometimes, you know, we're so into what we're, the subjects we're talking about. Everything else kind of, you know, goes away. <laughs>
2: I I know exactly yeah. how that is.
1: Oh, good. I feel better because it's kind of like, um, uh, darn. Oh, it's called Human Origins Conference. It took me a minute. There okay, we go. Human Human, human Orig- Origins Conference.
2: Okay, I'll type that in. In Human Origins, origins Conference. There we go. Okay. I have it. Oh, I'll, you I'll put a link to it.
1: Oh, thanks. Well you know it's really funny because you know, we get so into what we're talking about and we get so mm-hmm. really focused and unfocused at the same time.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I always laugh because when I do a reading, I couldn't have two and two if my life depended on it. <laughs> it just doesn't work together. So it's I used to tell I have you know two adult sons that read, and uh, you know besides you know regular jobs, <laughs> and I always laugh because when they were growing up I used to tell, don't need to buy drugs, you get a free high doing this.
3: <laughs> yes,
1: yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. It really is. You know? That is
2: that is one of the good things about doing work with your, your spiritual that uh, uh, even in, if you just do meditation, you get in some states right. of. meditation like in alpha or in theta that are so profound right you know, and, and so like and then if you're doing astral work as you said or etheric work uh, that's very trippy you know getting into the astral plane or the etheric plane and uh, uh, interacting with the intelligences there
1: And you know it's funny I find because you and I react differently and I'm sure Athena we're not, we all react a little bit differently to spiritual things happening. Because to us, it really is the norm. Some things might right. pop up that we haven't done before, but it's kind of like we look at it as normal, right? So it, it was funny the other night. Uh, my house, first of all, is all fixed for positive energy, so it's protected so nothing negative can get in. I don't mm-hmm. care if something positive gets in, but nothing negative can get in, <laughs> right? So I have all these little things going on in my house, and sometimes I have clients or people that are very sensitive and they'll come over and I'll go, What's that? <laughs> and I'll tell them, I go, you want me to get rid of it? And they're fine with it. You know, and the other night I was sleeping and I woke up because somebody sat on me. <laughs> and, you know, it was like so the spirit sits on me. I couldn't move my body for a second. Now, technically, most people would be looking at, you know, what ritual do I do? What spell? I got angry. I just went, get off. And it did. <laughs> like, you don't need all the spells all the time. <laughs>
2: No, that, that's that's and, and that's the thing that uh, once you once you can uh, interact with the spirit world, uh, you don't need a lot of the formula um, as you did before to initiate interaction. You can just interact, and uh, as you said too, with familiarity comes friendliness uh, and uh, informality too.
1: Yeah, it it really is funny how that works because I knew nothing negative was in here. Still annoying. <laughs> And I find, um, especially when you're starting up, I find spells and rituals are very positive because it gives you a focus point. And until you can really get those focus points on your own. And Mm -hmm. honestly, I have days, and I've been doing this forever, and I have days where I have so much going on that if I'm working on something, I need something like that to keep my focus going. Because I can focus and then I can move on to everything else I'm doing, but now I kicked it in. Right. You know, but a lot of things we just go direct. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, we're more informal at this point. Very,
2: very, very true. I'm very informal with my, my spirituality. My spirituality mm-hmm. is, uh, yeah, I, I see the invisible as uh, the same way I see friends and family. Um, you know right. that, uh, they're familiar figures they they're there with me even though uh, they're not part of uh, our social reality and uh, they've been there you know forever uh, guiding and advising and teaching and uh, um, you know I, I know them better than I know a lot of uh, physical people so uh, they're just part of my mm-hmm. life and, uh, yeah I get the same thing you
1: know it, uh, I, it's like different friends <laughs>
2: I, for years when I was a kid, lights used to go out when I used to walk down the street. And this is days, yeah. uh, <laughs> years before they had motion detectors on things. It was just like the lights would go out. And I would always ask, okay, I, I noticed you. you know, the light went out. So what do I think of this? And um, for years, this went on. And I never got an answer. So one day I got mad and I said, look, I know you're there. <laughs> What do you want? I think it's stupid to figure out what you're trying to tell me. You know, but please stop. And it stopped. And ever since then, I never had that.
1: Had that <laughs> I always laugh because honestly, you can't make this stuff up. What happens no, to my no. life? <laughs> you really can't. It's just funny. You know, and you know, I mean, some of it I know you've had that, but I've had experiences in the past that were really, really scary. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you know, so it's not all positive. Uh, A lot of it is, but you know, there are situations. That's how that's why you and I always tell people to do some form of protection or self defense, you know, psychic self defense, whatever their form is. It doesn't have to be our form, just something. And uh, because even when you're meditating, you're opening a doorway to a different portal or a different realm. And you don't know, even if you're asking for a positive spirit to come to you, like Abadancha. <laughs> you know, because right. right now we could use abundance and prosperity. You know, when you're opening that doorway, okay, even though you're asking for a positive spirit or a deity to come to you, you know, there are hitchhikers, the doorway's open. Right. So you always want to make sure that you're safe.
3: Yeah.
2: I, uh, I know. I found, that. I, I, right. you know, uh, I, i That Hercules in ancient depictions, he's portrayed with a cornucopia um, mm-hmm. has, uh, yeah so uh, or abondanza, as some call it uh, uh, is something that's part of the the divine energy that uh I'm most attuned with, so I'm familiar with that uh, goddess and her her attributes and yes, you're right uh, um i I have a cat, uh, and the cat's mm-hmm. name is lost. Did I tell you this story <laughs> No, I'd love to hear it though. I (laughs) I love the story. Thank you. Because when she first came to us, she was a ghost. So we had like a bunch Uh of physical cats and then we had ghosts, you know, this ghost cat.
3: (laughs) uh,
2: People would see her and ask about the gray Siamese. And, uh, you know, we would tell her we don't have a gray Siamese. It's not a physical cat. You know, it's there. So she, you'd feel her brushing against your legs, you know, especially when you got up at night to go to the restroom. Uh, you'd, you'd feel her jumping on the bed. You know, there's no cat there because the other cats were all there. Sometimes you'd hear her eating, I guess, ghost cat food or something, you know, because uh, it made the same thing. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't the cats and it wasn't any mice or anything, you know, when we live in Pennsylvania. <laughs> and then one of our cats had kittens. And ghost was oh. born in of the kittens. So when she was first born, she looked like a Siamese, even though her mom, you know, might might have some Siamese <laughs> Siamese. And when I call, hey ghost, you know, the, the, the kitten would try to walk, you know, and couldn't oh. walk in, so she'd try to come to me. And uh um but it took me a while, it took like a few years for me to trust that this was indeed a ghost cat. Because I know that spirits <laughs> can manifest in any way possible. So just because the thing is, looks like a cat and acts like a cat doesn't mean it's a cat. So it doesn't <laughs> yeah. to to accept, you know, to, to not have to, you know, like do a blessing or or check for vibration, right. or try to, you know, uh, dispel them, uh, you know, where I was convinced that okay, this is what it looks like, it's a cat, <laughs> you know? uh, and then yeah. she was born as a and she never behaved like a kitten. She since she was a kitten, she behaved like a grown-up cat, and we still have her. And she's a reminder Aww. that animals have spirits and animals can reincarnate and uh, you know that uh, they seem to remember before birth like some people do
1: Oh yeah, I agree with that, and it's really interesting. I find it interesting to uh, what animals um, people attract you know
3: yeah. because
1: you know you might you might as an example, you might really want a particular type of uh, pet or parrot or something, you know, and there's some kind of energy. That's how we get totems too in the spiritual world. Right. There's some connection, you know, like I find like with cats, they're very intuitive. You mm-hmm. know. So you always have some common ground. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I was uh, talking to somebody the other day, one of my students, and, you know, um, he has a totem. So we were looking to see what his totem was. Everybody doesn't have one, but he did. Right. And, uh, you know, and he was saying, well, you know, he's going to go look up what the traits are because I said you need to look up the traits so that you can see what do you have as common ground because there's some common ground or it would not have come to you, right, because right. they come to us. So, you know, he's saying, well, I'm going to go look up on, you know, the internet about, you know, spirit animals. I'm, I'm trying to say, no, don't do that because even though that's nice and it's interesting, if you're dealing with a real uh, familiar or totem, okay, you really need to look up the traits of the real animal or go the to real the zoo and yeah. take a look at them. Because originally, those are the qualities they had. And now they added in cute stuff for spirit animals, which is really interesting and fun. But that's not how it is with totems. Yeah. So he right. was like, what do, you, what do you mean? What do you mean look up the traits of a real animal? <laughs> I'm like, no, it's a Real animal. <laughs> because that way, I always tell people with the situations like that, you know, when you know what the traits are, you know, you can look at a trait and say, okay, this fits me. This is like me. Or you can look at a trait and say, I don't have that, but I want it. So it'll help you acquire it. And there are some traits we're going to look at and go, I don't want that one. (laughs) And then you leave it alone. But there's some reason that you attracted it. And what people don't realize is that includes, People always think it's like an animal, but really it could be a plant, a mineral, an animal, um, mythological creature. So we're just attracting whatever is real on the other side.
2: And on that note, I'd like you to share your contact information uh, because uh, we only have a couple of minutes left. And this will be the topic for our next uh, conversation. How's that?
1: (laughs) Great. It always goes so fast because you are so interesting. And we have so much fun. So um, yeah. Okay. So my cell, my cell number is six three one five five nine one two four eight. I'm just not around after six around the weekends, <laughs> you know. But I can right. schedule things for around the weekends. And my um, email address is my first initial last name, so it's m d a n d r e a one hundred at gmail dot com. And uh, basically my Site is just maria com. My my uh, web guy said that that's the easiest way for me to remember it. <laughs> 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 I'm not a computer person. Electrical things just blow up on me. But thank you so much for having me on the show. I would thank have such you, a good maria. time with you. Same here, Maria. I wish you the best. Happy mm-hmm. New Year.
2: Uh, May this pandemic pass oh, uh, quickly so we can meet for coffee in the city. Uh, oh, and, that would be great. Uh, and thank you so much for this uh, wonderful conversation into matters mythic, mystic, and divine. Oh, I had
1: a wonderful time. Thank you.
2: Bye bye. And, and thanks to everybody who joined us tonight. Uh, until next time, this is us wishing you joyous journeys and amazing adventures. And I guess we'll close off with a song, King of Dreams.